dangerously close. My guest today is Will Blaygrove. Audiences recognize Blaygrove for his many notable television credits. Most recently, he recurred in two series alongside Amy Schumer, including the Paramount Plus comedy Inside Amy Schumer and the Hulu original Life and Beth. Previously, he recurred as a lawyer-turned-love interest, Keith Michaels on the final season of the CW superhero drama Black Lightning, as well as guest starring on the ABC drama Quantico and, oh, Broad City. I love that movie. I love that show. Law and Order SVU. I love, love, love that show. Gossip Girl. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's great. Uh, on the big screen, Blade Grove appeared in the Lionsgate blockbuster Divergent, which I'm I'm gonna have to ask you a question. I'll, that, I've 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 seen that movie. You know what? Too many times. I've seen the movie too many times. <laughs> uh, oh man, he's also got tons of fans of his voice for portraying a superhero under the guise Righteous Thunder uh, in the Sony PlayStation series Powers. Oh man, you were an NBA 2K. And first of all, guys, look, I'm gonna tell you what's up. I actually went to Will's IMDb. I could sit here. We could spend the next hour with me reading what Will has done. I'm gonna stop right now. Uh, what's up, Will? What's up, Doug? It is an absolute extraordinary pleasure to have you on the podcast today, man. Uh, hey, man. I'm going to start off, you know, this is going to, you know, I'm just going to go right into it. I've noticed a trend. Whenever I have a guest that grew up in New York, I have to say about 75% of the time they're from Queens. So, Get so, so my question is, uh, is that just a coincidence or does Queens produce a higher percentage of talented people than other boroughs in New York? <laughs> Man, that's a loaded question. I thought, I, I thought I'd start off with a question that could potentially piss off millions of people. Absolutely. I did eight to nine million. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, born and raised Jamaica, Queens. And it's funny, like, especially in hip hop, Queens has produced so many people. I mean, I think even Jerry Seinfeld is from Queens. Right? Is he really? Wow. Yeah. I think so I know he went to Queens College. And because uh, I literally almost went to Queens College with Jerry, Spring Jerry Seinfeld went to Queens College. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I don't know what it is. about so the answer is yes. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I'm biased. I got to go with the Q borough. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you know, Harlem, Brooklyn is produced. So I just found out Wu-Tang has a whiskey, I think, from Staten Island. Right. So really? Some- I actually will. I will probably purchase that at least I, once. At least once. Kind of like, you know, a, everybody a bought book. Snoop's uh, wine once. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I love whiskey, so you know, yeah. I was like, "Oh snap! I want to try this." You know, Listen, I'm I'm not a wine drinker, man. So, like, the thing is, how would I know whether or not it's a good wine? Right, 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 like, right, 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 right. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's still cool to see Snoop on a bottle, though. I think I saw that like Trader Joe's. So. Yeah, but yeah. The first time I saw it, I was like, "No way!" Because you know, I guess there was no real build build up media wise. Right. It just I just came I, out of nowhere. I walked into Kroger. Walked in and then there was just a display <laughs> and it's just yeah just Snoop all Snoop. over all over and then like fifty bottles of wine and I was like wow. well I guess I have to buy this you know you know, <laughs> you know? yeah I came it here for orange like juice now- <laughs> yeah it feels like nowadays everybody you know what is it Ryan um, who who owns uh, oh Ryan Reynolds because he's got that uh, yeah. gin or something and then you know of course George Clooney and The Rock right oh, he has he has a tequila. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's always, I feel like that's been a like part of his whole persona is like he's a tequila guy for a I long just, time. Uh, I just got back from New Mexico and I just found out that uh, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul, I think, are coming out with uh, something, something, like something. Meth? something like, <laughs> <laughs> I think there's like something happening too. There was like a blue bottle. <laughs> oh my God. All right. So they're making a Breaking Bad booze. Like booze. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was a gin or something. I was like, wow, I guess this is the way, way it is nowadays, right? You know- Hey man, it's not always. I can't say that I'm like a te- like a tequila connoisseur, but I had uh, Casamigos. I know that's the George Clooney thing. Mm. I have. I think it's a good good tequila. I enjoy nice. it quite a bit. So, oh, cool! Yeah, uh, I feel like I've been to some parties where I've had a mix. I've never had it straight up though. Yeah, uh, I don't really like. I don't necessarily like my tequila straight up. I'm kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and shit, and like. I love a bourbon, like you know. Anything. Ryan Ryan Reynolds is really going in hard, trying to trying to get a trying to be like get into the gin business because sure. all the you know there's so many brands that people are always speaking of speaking of Snoop Dogg again, once again because of him, uh, Tanqueray is actually one of my you know there's you know plenty of I don't know I think gin is one of those things where it's kind of hard to fuck it up you know and Tanqueray yeah. is, is really affordable so you know every once in a while like, I might splurge and i might get a hendrix uh-huh, but uh-huh. nine times out of ten if i'm at a concert and i'm gonna get a cocktail i get tanqueray you know nice. <laughs> yeah and wait what did because he did like commercials for them or something back in the day right or he, or he know he, he just oh. he just he just rapped about it oh yeah he's like right. he's like I, I got a, b- a bottle of t- tanqueray the fuck is that fucking song it's uh <laughs> it's the song where like the party don't stop till four in the morning uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> I got a yeah, I got a pocket full of rubbers and my homeboys do too. <laughs> Where did we get to this from? Oh, I was talking about Queens, Jamaica Queens. I don't know how we got here, but it's hilarious. Yeah, but I was just thinking I need to have like a Jackson Ellis Drake. Uh Jackson Ellis is the character in NBA 2K that all the Yeah, yeah man. Like, a Jack Jackson Jackson Drake. Well, if all right, so if, let's say like Let's say um, you just started like a microbrewery, you know, to get 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 <laughs> popping, and you're like, "All right, what kind of distillery do I need to build here?" Because like, what? Uh, I would love like, a bourbon, a bourbon, 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 bourbon. Yeah, play oh. grow bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, be on the lookout for the Will Blaygrove bourbon. Will Blaygrove bourbon. You Honestly, heard it first. You don't even need a, a na- you don't even need to call it Casamigos or any stupid shit. Just call it. Blade Grove Bourbon. That sounds Blade good. Bourbon. That, that sounds classy already. Like, and it'd be like two B's with like a cool font, like black and gray or something. I was know? thinking about that too. Like, would the B's kind of overlap? Like, B- like you know, on the label? Wait, no, how would that be? Like, the B's um, like on the I'm, lower. Okay, so I'm having a hard time thinking of my font names. Uh, there's, it's, uh, it's, it's, Roman, it's a, it's, a uh, it's, it's the font where I mean it's just a very classy font. I mean, but I mean, like obviously we're gonna hire or not we. Well, maybe we, maybe if I'm I mean if I'm your we're partner about to start a bourbon business, Doug. <laughs> just well, then let me tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna hire one of the best uh, graphic designers I can find. And I'm gonna say, look, <laughs> we want a B over a B. Blaygrove bourbon. Blaygrove bourbon. And it's I'm a little bit seeing kind of like a possibly some like fir trees, like you know, it's kind of like some. Uh, 
uh, evergreen trees, like oh. silhouetted in the background. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm like really into this bottle now. I'm, now going, I'm trying to decide. Keep going. I'm like I'm I'm trying to well, I'm going on the journey with you. So here's the thing that I feel like. So you know, Maker's Mark does the kind of like the short kind of squat like bottle, which is cool. You know, Maker's Mark has a very distinct brand and Love it's and it's good. But I, I'm thinking more of the Jameson, the just the traditional mm-hmm. shaped almost like a wine bottle. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, we could even do. A, uh, it could be kind of a, a tapered, so it's a little bit. Uh, skinnier at the bottom, a little bit wider at the top. You know what? I, I'm like <laughs> be a little bougie. I like to say bougetto from around the way, bougie ghetto, whatever, a little mixed cocktail. So, yeah, like a wine looking bourbon. Yes. Yes. And then here's the thing. Okay. I'm kind of stealing this idea from a Dr. Pepper commercial with uh, Dr. Dre, but I remember watching, I remember watching it and going, I want a Dr. Pepper because I actually, I am a I am susceptible to good advertising, yeah, and yeah, yeah. there was a I remember this uh, I I think Dr. Dre doesn't drink so, there's something about that like that I remember about him and uh, he's 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 DJing a rooftop party and I'm he gets and he gets and he, get, and he gets thirsty and he drinks a Dr. Pepper and he's like and it's Dr. Dre drinking Dr. Pepper I don't know that's probably the joke they were trying to go for and he's mm-hmm. like mm, I love Dr. Pepper and I was like fuck I want a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> So, I love a good commercial that'll make so, you like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so rooftop party. Mm-hmm. Uh you're there. I don't know, but yeah, there's like some kind of classy bar, and you walk up and you're like, let me get a Blade Grove bourbon. And then they do like a really great, like they zoom in, they make it look really like refreshing, maybe like a little bit of like sweat on the glass, you know? Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Two, yep. two ice cubes, three ice cubes, two ice cubes. Ooh, we need whiskey <laughs> ice, Doug. We need a real strong rock piece of ice to symbolize <laughs> the blade grove brand you know what i'm saying well <laughs> i i can't tell you the last time i got so excited about a product that doesn't even exist yet does it exist? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's gotta you know, be a good commercial though because you know people gotta want to drink we're, we're already talking about the, we're talking about the font we're talking about, about scene. yeah how, how i'm gonna like basically steal the idea from a dr dre dr, <laughs> dr. pepper commercial unless um, we put dr uh dr dre in the spot you know we gotta you know well if, how about this because i i don't know if he's because at the time i think he was affiliated with them like i think he was an official sponsor oh, okay what if we were like hey you know what's a good mixer for blade grow bourbon you know for people that are like they just hey i can't drink a straight Ooh. bourbon and we're like, and we're like, hey, let's try something a little different. Everybody's like Jack and Coke. What? That's the most common thing. Right, 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 right. Dr. Dre's like, you know what I like to do? Something a little different. I put a splash of Dr. Pepper in my Blade Grove bourbon because uh, it, you know, it's a little bit sweeter. It's easier to, you know, it's e- it's easier for someone who doesn't have quite the palate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Target the ladies or, you know, whatever. <laughs> or the guys that don't want something too hard, you know. I want all the, list, all the listeners at home that are familiar with what's been going on with Grand Theft Auto 6 for the past 15 years. That's what we've just started. <laughs> the bourbon. <laughs> when oh, like, like 15 years ago, uh, Rockstar Video Games was like, Grand Theft Auto 6 is coming out. And, uh, and then, yeah, I don't know if you know, but just recently they've, they're back at it and they're like, it's coming out in two years. <laughs> in two years. Right. So we'll tease this forever. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, man. Oh, so all right, man. Back to you. But uh thank you for uh indulging me in my dream of owning this bourbon business with you. And I don't want to own it with you. I just want to be a part of it, man. I just want to be like a like a just a hype man who's just, you know, I want to be a part of the marketing department, really. 
We'll be uh, your sponsor on your podcast. Where, like, you, know, you do the commercial, but it's like a minute long, but it's a good conversational piece. Like we just, oh had. yeah. Oh, and I won't lie either. I'll be like, no, I love Blake Grove bourbon. It's the, <laughs> it's the, it's the only bourbon I'll drink. If, if somebody love- hands me a Jack Daniels, I'll throw it in their face. Where is my Blake Grove <laughs> bourbon? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny that I'm drinking this. If it actually came out, it's funny I'm drinking this Arizona iced tea. Uh, I feel like crazy. I feel like I should mention them again. So they've tweeted out my podcast twice now, <laughs> and the first time they did it, I was like, "Well, I guess I should just do a free ad for this because they have like <laughs> they have so many followers on Twitter." I was like, "Come come on, if they're gonna do that," because I, I I made a snarky thing about how oh. how about how they're ninety nine cents and about inflation, and they quote tweeted me, and I was like. It, you know, I think it did me some. I, I saw some bump in my uh, downloads, nice. and I was like, "Thanks, Arizona Ice Tea." That's cool. Yeah, you should do a partnership if you like to drink them that much. I really do like them. All right, you graduated with a pre-law degree from St. John's yeah. University, and then decided to pursue acting. Uh, did people give you shit for walking away from a more like secure career path to do something like that's got like less guarantees of success? Does that yeah, make sense? my family. Yeah. <laughs> I was curious. My family is Jamaican, man. They were like, get a real job, man. And so you went up on like Law and Order or something. They're like, that's my son, man. <laughs> Super proud, but you know, and it's funny, like, of course it was difficult, you know, as a kid, but um Later on, you learn to appreciate the fact that, you know, they're just looking out for your safety and your well-being, you know, make sure you can pay yeah. the bills, right? Yeah, of course, man. And it's, I'm but, sure it's hard work. I mean, I I mean, I know that, like, I mean, getting a law degree, is a, that's a that's a journey in a lot of years. What kind, wait, what kind of lawyering were you kind of thinking about doing? Uh, so, and, you know, again, it was pre-law, so I, it's funny, I was, I was studying for the LSATs, and... That was when it hit me. I was taking actually a law class to prep for law school. And it just hit me. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. But I do remember working in a law firm, Rudolph and Beer. It was uh, my first firm was like a, I don't know, a summer internship or something. And uh, oh, man, it was an entertainment law firm. It was pretty cool. So, you know, they wrapped a bunch of celebs. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I was like, I'll do entertainment law. You know, I'll get I'll get a taste for it. Get this internship. This will be fun. I can see what it's like. Yeah, it was a lot of contracts, a lot of terms and agreements. Super boring. (laughs) 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 I think I must have saw like a movie as a kid, saw a lawyer in the courtroom. And that's not what it's like. (laughs) Well, well, yeah, speaking of law and order or many things like that, they do make it look cool because they're in there like you're battling battle of wits. I just saw this movie, man. I think it's called The Barrel. You seen that with uh, it's Jamie Foxx and Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, I just wait. What's it called? Yeah, I just saw it on Amazon, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's a great movie. It's a great movie. Uh, Jamie Foxx makes being a lawyer look so fucking cool and fun. But also at the same time, you have to see he has that team. They're the ones doing all the work, like all the like. Right. He's like, here, here, read fifty books about uh, right. fu- funeral home law, while I go in the flat in the in the uh, courtroom and like you know, be suave. Yeah, but yeah, and that was a great Jack. film. You know, that was a true true story. Yeah, really good. It reminded me of I think it was a Time to Kill I saw when I was a kid with Samuel Jack. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that was movie was good too. 
Yeah. And, you know, the whole and then Philadelphia later on, really good legal movies or whatever, lawyer movies. And yeah, yeah, those like inspired me. So watching this newest movie with Jamie Foxx, I was like, man, again, you get that bug to just, you know, I was on debate team in college for a little bit, you know. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's a lot more paperwork. It's like, yeah, unless you're the like Johnny. Cochran. You don't get you don't get to just yell at the you don't get to yell at the judge. You can't handle the truth. Wait, no, that's the that's the plaintiff that yells that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but still, you know, if you're good man, right? Just oh, actually, break. that made me think of another one with Tommy Lee Jones and Samuel L. Jackson. I don't know if you saw that one. And it's it's uh, the title just escapes me. In that one, Tommy Lee Jones is the uh, lawyer. And Samuel L. Jackson is in trouble for some kind of like he's a Marine and he did something, but actually it was it actually was okay. And Tommy Lee Jones gets him off. It's pretty good, man. Well, I'm trying to think. Samuel Jackson, I'm looking it up real quick. Samuel Jackson, Tommy Lee Jones. That that ah. Also, what a great combination of actors. Yeah, yeah. Can't remember the movie right now, but yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Definitely. So, okay. I guess uh going going when I had I was like, hey, what kind of lawyer did you want to be? Uh, I'm assuming you wanted to be like uh, an awesome lawyer that was like going in the courtroom and like just blowing yeah, people's my, minds and like. Yeah, I mean, I'm a tourist too. Like, I will debate till the end of time if you know I feel like my points are valid. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I definitely was inspired by like a good prosecutor, but at the same time. I mean, I wasn't trying to do criminal law, where I, like, you know, have a criminal coming after me later on because I ain't get, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, it's funny, like when you really think about it, like maybe corporate law, or entertainment law was the thing that I was like interested in. And these days, intellectual property, because with technology and the way things have changed, right? Like, oh, I mean, our union just the, the actors union just had a whole strike about a big point of it was AI. And that's all intellectual property it's all the future of like yeah. usage how we use something and yeah. so there'll be so much work for lawyers about those contracts and what people sign so sometimes i'm like damn i should have did intellectual property <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean you got to bring in the the joy factor the fun factor man there's no there's no way man, i mean oh i mean I, I mean i'm sure absolutely i'm sure there's uh lawyers that uh they love what they do. They do get a kick out of it. They do think it's fun. But, you know, uh, I imagine your dreams were just different. You know, your dreams were you wanted to be an actor. Like, that's, I mean, if I'm, yeah, I'm and, not trying to put words in your mouth, I'm just play guessing. A lawyer. I mean, speaking of one of the credits you mentioned, Black Lightning, I got to play an attorney. And, and you know, yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's what I love the most about acting. You know, I'm trying to remember the, like, the major switch. I, I, I did a commercial while studying to go to law school for um, the United Negro College Fund. And it was directed by Spike Lee. And I remember that was it. I got that job. And I remember there was a bunch of guys in the waiting room and I met Spike and it was just like this amazing connection. And getting that job to help me say, you know what, let me let me give this a try. Ironically, yeah. the voice of the commercial was Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Um, uh, it's okay. Uh... It's the word I use. Oh, synchronicity. I use that word all the time. Yeah, it's just so random. So yeah, you know, but I want, that's the thing I love about acting. I think, you know, I've always been interested in a lot of things. And as an actor, every job 
I'm learning something new. I'm stepping in someone someone's shoes, you know? So I find I've, I felt like I could get the best of both worlds, whether it be I'm playing a lawyer or a doctor or, you know, just a dude at the bar drinking Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Uh, sponsored by Blake Grove Bourbon. <laughs> that is, <laughs> once again, Blake Grove Bourbon. No, Blake I, Bourbon. I actually, man, I... I I have a, it's, it's different, but I have like a similar kind of thing with like me, like when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do and stuff, I went to journalism school because it was like, oh. I don't, I, I didn't want to specialize in any one. I, I want to do everything. Yeah. I want to, I want to know everything, but I was like, I only want to know like the cool parts of everything. Yeah. That's why I was like, well, journalism sounds like the way to, it's like that way you, you just go, your stories, you yeah. just go talk to specialists and scientists and who, you know, whoever you might be talking to yeah. for, for whatever you're going to, you know, going to create. And you don't have to, you know, you don't have to go to medical school for eight years. I can just go talk to a doctor, get the cool story. And then I'm on my way to go do something oh, else. Oh, <laughs> yeah. so, Doug MT after that. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's just, <laughs> I, I imagine it's similar with, with acting. It's like, yeah, it's like, first I'm going to, I'm going to learn everything, you know, I'm going to learn about, it. I'm going I'm to watch a bunch of depositions and get the, the gist of it and then portray it. And then once again, you're Will Blagrove again, and you can once again you can be anybody. Yeah, I just played uh, an island man from the island of Saint Vincent, and that was a challenge because being Jamaican and I also have Cuban in my family. Saint Vincent has a very different, distinct um, uh, dialect. So, like yeah. in Jamaica, we might say "wah wah wah boy," and in Saint Vincent, they might be like "hey boy." So boy versus boy, right? Yeah. That literally is like, you know, and so I would work with my talent coach and, you know, uh, I just did this Christmas movie called The Christmas Classic. And um, yeah, it was just a lot of fun immersing myself in the culture of people from St. Vincent and what that that tone is, what that, you know, personality is like, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I have to bring this up. I'm not going to name any names, man. I'm not going to name out. Some of my favorite actors who have uh, who have tried to do a southern accent and just shouldn't have tried to do it. But this is the thing: is like, and some people you might not notice it. You know, like I I I might watch uh, someone portray someone from Saint Vincent poorly, and I'm like, fuck, do I know? Because I've never been there and I don't know what, what how people talk. But even when that does live there, they're gonna watch it and go, like, what the fuck is this, exactly. this guy doing? This guy, you know. And that's for me. You know, I live in Nashville, so I live in the South, so I know a lot of people with country accents. That's how they grew up talking. That's how they talk. And then, then I, and no, and I know that, I know it's difficult, man. I know it's hard to, you know, but it's like certain actors, I'm like, come on, man, you could have done, They're like, yeah. they, they don't yeah. like, it's the, it's almost like the cartoonishness of it where they're like, mm. it, it's like, don't be cartoonish about it. Just go oh. meet, go meet, go to the South, yeah. meet some people, talk to them, yeah. learn how they, like they act. Just, Eat they, some brisket. Yeah. You they, know. Don't, they don't go like, Oh man, I'm from the south. Like oh, that's that's yeah, fucking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but uh, dude, I actually have to ask you this, um, because you just brought up your Christmas movie, mm-hmm. uh, and all right, like Christmas is right around the corner. I'm about to take my kid to meet Santa Claus for the first time today. You've got a new Christmas movie out. I'm in the Christmas spirit. Uh, uh-huh. what's yeah? What is this movie? What's it about? And who is your character, man? Like. Because uh, I'll definitely watch this movie. I, I'm in the Christmas mood right now. Okay. All right. Uh, well, it's called The Christmas Classic. And uh, it's about a woman named Elizabeth who returns to her hometown to convince 
Randy, played by Ryan Hansen from uh, Stars Party Down. And uh, he's an old flame. She's trying to get him, sell, get him to sell his ski resort uh, to her fiance's corporation. And uh, yeah, wackiness ensues. It's actually a really good movie about, you know, coming back home to the neighborhood you grew up in and also touches on gentrification, you know, just like changing an area and the the people and luxury condos and that whole thing, you know, moving out those that have, have uh, grown up and born and raised in, in a neighborhood or wherever a town. So, uh, you know, I randomly play <laughs> the random island guy who marries into the family who's never been skiing. And this family loves to ski. Yeah. 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 So we got a little <laughs> cool runnings bobsled, you know. What, the, oh, what yeah. is going on out here, boy? Why is it so cold? Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. So it's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, they go there, man. It's it's a funny comedy, and I don't know if it's totally kid friendly. I don't know how old your son is, but uh, you know, uh, eight, eight months. Eight so, mo- oh, oh, well, he, so he can totally he can totally he watch it. He yeah, he doesn't know the difference too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was... Alan Ackerman, Amy Smart, Ryan Hansen, Austin Nichols. Uh, it's a it's a great movie. And, Sounds great. Uh, it's called the the Christmas Classic. Christmas classic. Is it we already shot... out? Is it already out or do I yep. need to wait? Yep. It was out in theaters last month and now it's on everything from Amazon Prime, Apple TV. It's even airing on TV on Showtime. I think we're airing the day before Christmas, uh, but it's been airing and it's on cool. everything. Well, we're watching it tonight. Me, me and my eight month old son. We're going to, I'm going to be like, <laughs> this is what Christmas is all about. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, it was uh, a lot of fun working on the movie. Here's a dumb question, but it could be a smart one. I don't know, you know, in case people need to know this, it's a legal question. And I don't know, I don't know how much, uh, how much you retained from law school, but uh, how many ketchups am I allowed to just take from a, from like a fast food restaurant before it's considered stealing? <laughs> you know, that's well, that's debatable, Doug. That's debatable. <laughs> in, in a court of law, it depends on how good it's my lawyer is. Law, and it's according <laughs> to public opinion that how many ketchups you believe in your opinion you're allowed to. You should take <laughs> that. You know what? That let's op- we'll open that up to the listeners to uh hit us up later and tell us in a court of public opinion, how many can you have? How many? But they better put them out there and say they're free. Um no. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Will, I, I'm gonna spring this on you, man. Uh, okay. This is uh, look. I'm if if you guys listen and if you, you thought if I was gonna have a, a talented actor on the show and I wasn't gonna do one of my uh, signature stupid ass things where I try to get them to act with me, then you're out of your mind. But guess what? We're not doing improv today. Fortunately, uh, my improv has. I've gotten some messages about my improv. Oh, so oh. so we're gonna step away from that. We're gonna do. Uh, if you don't mind, um, actually, I should ask your permission. We'll do a, a cold read of a very short script. Uh, okay. Are you familiar with the Nextdoor app? Uh, no. Oh, well, then I'll just tell you about it. The Nextdoor app is uh, it's an app that people download for their neighborhood. And then people can go on there and be like, hey, did anybody notice that there's like a... Oh, yeah, I have a, heard of it. There's a coyote eating everybody's dogs, you know, like... It's citizen's cousin. So, Citizen, but, yeah. Yeah, but it's... <laughs> And oftentimes, though, I feel like not our best and brightest or most well-intentioned neighbors get on there and just really, Red. and get into arguments. It's okay. and uh, 
<laughs> I have uh, before uh, when I have an, whenever I have a national guest, sometimes I'll try to settle the dispute on the neighborhood app. But uh, co-producer Colleen has been kind enough to go onto our neighborhood app, see what some of the latest controversies are, and she re um, kind of rewrote them uh, into a script form so that we, you and oh. I can just, we and I can just go back and forth. Oh, that's and she, so we'll read as the neighborhood people yeah. talking. On but uh, yeah, your lines say Will, my lines say Doug, so it'll be really easy to see who's who. I'm gonna share oh. it in the, I'm gonna share it in the chat in the chat, and okay. then you can just open it as a Google Google Doc. So we get this right here, and uh, then uh, so a lot of people think that like I just do this by myself, but it's not true. There's a behind the scenes here, and co-producer Bill is going to take what we've created here, which is just reading practically verbatim what came from the neighborhood app, except for we've just changed it to you and me, mm-hmm. and he's going to add tense music and sound effects to make it sound very theatrical. <laughs> does, that, does, does that sound cool to you? Yeah. All right, can you can you see it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can see it. Okay. Um. Do you, uh. Well, I guess scene one is you anyway. Starting. So, you just start, and I'll go. I'll just follow your lead. Okay. Okay. Hey, duh. Yeah. What's I up? Saw, yeah, man. I saw a white male going extremely slow in a small green truck looking, of course, for stuff to steal on Wyoming Avenue. Please be on the lookout. What led you to believe he was definitely looking for stuff to steal, if you don't mind my asking? I know that truck, Doug. It was at Southern Recycling yesterday. So just because he doesn't have a plate and probably doing 20, 25 miles per hour speed limit, that means this person is up to no good? Wow. Some of y'all really need to get some help. Uh, I'd say that's exactly what that means. I mean, hiding one's own identity is the primary issue here, Doug. If they were just a junker, they would have no need to conceal their identity. Did you ever think maybe his plate got stolen? No, you didn't. Just because someone's not driving a brand new vehicle, you want to think they're up to no good. Mm -mm -mm -mm. My friends and I believe we were almost kidnapped by a man in a very similar green truck in the 1970s. Maybe he's back. Remind me never to drive slowly up your block. (laughs) I would hope not. All right, that's a well. Anyways, that argument literally just that's happened. Stereotypical, but it's that's, not real, folks. It's not real. No, that's real. That fucking totally. Okay, that, that is, is real. that is straight from. Only thing changed. <laughs> the only thing we changed the names to protect the identities of my neighbors who have insane fucking arguments on next door. Oh wow. Ooh, oh, I, I like this one. I uh, I glanced at this before we started. All right, so I'm starting this one. <clears throat> Scene two. wondering if others had experienced being sprayed with some kind of alcohol smelling substance in the Kroger on Highway 70 and the Walmart on Charlotte? No. Uh, I was in search of a brisket yesterday and in both of these retail establishments, I smelled what smelled like alcohol. Then my eyes burned. I began coughing and developed a headache when returning home. No. Is spraying disinfectant on customers a thing now? Someone probably accidentally sprayed too much of whatever cleaner they were using. You're probably just extra sensitive to stuff like that. I was wondering, 
if it might be the retail method of attempting to prevent spreading various viruses. Did you ask the manager? And um, if not, why not? Yes, there is a Mr. Now that sprays everyone with disinfectant. Hmm, a crazy question deserves an equally crazy answer. Really doesn't seem too crazy to me. No. And in scenes. <laughs> I love okay. he's like, no. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear what uh what Bill does with that. He he makes he makes magic out of shit. He's he's a uh audio engineer. He works on a, like actually he does a lot of Christmas films too, man. Uh oh, he, he cool. works with uh, Reba McIntyre a lot and Dolly Parton. Okay. So he's yeah. uh maybe maybe you guys will cross paths sometimes. He's, yeah, he's fucking dope, like man. Three Christmas movies. I did a movie called Country Christmas Album, actually, in Ohio. Really? Oh, cool. Well, sometime come here, man, and we'll have some uh leg grove bourbon. From your words to God's ears. <laughs> okay, here's a serious question. You were in the movie Divergent, and you played, <laughs> and you played a member of the Dauntless faction. Oh boy! Okay, but if you actually did live in post-apocalyptic Chicago, would you still choose to join the Dauntless faction, or would you join a different faction? All right. I'm supposed to say I would be factionless. Factionless. Oh. There is no faction for me. <laughs> I don't choose to be a part of the system, Douglas. But let's be real. Dauntless is kind of cool. Like, Dauntless had them cool jackets. It's kind of hot. Like, Dauntless, you know what I'm saying? They were strong. They're, yeah, they're, they were the only cool faction. <laughs> All the other factions <laughs> sucked. <laughs> well, some people would say erudite. Um <laughs> actually has uh, intellectual value and con contribution to society Doug. yeah but i mean yeah i guess like second place i guess you're <laughs> erudite because they're like they seem to be like the richest of the factions <laughs> <laughs> right. they were financing the dauntless soldiers uniforms and yeah cool colors you know, we uh, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you we had a long ass conversation on this podcast about uh, the divergent factions. The thing was that uh, we all had agreed factionless was our first choice because I was like, well, fuck, like, especially because it's like the out, like they would just, you would be outcast if you didn't fucking fit in. And I was like, I'm not going to fit in with any of these no, people. So I'm exactly. definitely, I'm going to be yeah. fucking factionless. Yeah. But they were like, you know, gun to your head, you have to, you have to pick one. I picked, I picked Dauntless as well. Oh, see, look at that. Look at that. Same page. Factionless slash Dauntless. <laughs> no and yes. I, we and we rewatched we re the movie, too, to talk about it. And I forgot that Mackay Pfeiffer is he's in it, but it's so brief. It's like, uh, well, yeah, yeah. he, he shows up. He's like, he's like, hi, I'm Mackay Pfeiffer. I, I'm like the leader of Dauntless, maybe. Yeah, and right. and then he kind of just disappears and it, then it's like that guy that plays four is kind of like he's kind of yeah. takes over i feel like he kind of blew up after that too. yeah i think well, Lane, everybody kind of like zoe kravitz i mean that movie yeah that movie did kickstart a lot of careers mm, but mm, mm. anyway yeah, uh, whatchamacallit i wore miles teller i remember miles was <laughs> he was hilarious on set <laughs> theo james was like real serious and always like you know, eating a protein bar, just real focused. Everybody was super cool. It sounds so like a fun-ass movie. Yeah. Miles was, it, was, hey, was the train real? Train was real. I remember. Yep. Yeah. I mean, in Chicago, too, you know? So, like, yeah. above ground trains is the norm. And, yeah, it was it was a, that was an intense scene. Loud and intense. 
I, I gotta ask a little one liner. You you seem like a dude that might do his own stunts. Do you do any of your own stunts or oh you... I would love to. I'm always hoping to like I hit the gym, you know, get that Marvel role, but uh not really. You know, my first major feature film was this film called Cost of a Soul. And, you know, I remember we had fight choreography, weapons training. I mean, I was playing a military Green Beret. So, yeah, I remember, like, really getting in shape for that role. And we did some stuff, some tactical stuff. But, yeah, never really, like, divergent style jumping off of trains. <laughs> is that because, is that like, a, um, I mean, I'm just, not to sound ignorant, but is that like because... For insurance purposes, insurance. They're yeah, like, they're like, hey man, you're an actor. You don't get to jump off the train. Bro, I'm gonna keep it real with you. I ain't just big enough yet. Let's let's <laughs> let's all be. Honest. Well, nobody asked you to jump off a train. Did you want to say that part in the podcast interview? Yeah. I <laughs> oh yeah, because I I guess because yeah, what's that dude that uh, uh how Tom Cruise does his own stunts? But that's probably because he's like he's like, well, you can't make Mission Impossible unless I. Be like he probably signs in this contract. He's like, we will not make a mission impossible unless you let me do some reckless fucking shit. And let's be real, like we want to see it. Like I remember, yeah, uh, that's why I watched it. Yeah, like when he flies off the, he crashes the motorcycle and flies off of it, or the airplane, right? Like Ghost Protocol, the glass. Ah, oh. yeah, yeah, it's cool. But you know, I think he also like. I feel like I've heard something like he owns the and his own insurance company insures himself or something like that. Like, That's you know, incredible. <laughs> <laughs> when you're Tom Cruise and you're that big, you're like, or he could well, get like a he probably get the Church of Scientology to in, insure him because he's, he's like, like their like, biggest spokesman, right? Like, I mean, who knows? <laughs> but I'm sure, like, because yeah, he's cool. like, he's like, I am a 60 year old man. I want to be strapped to the side of an airplane that's taking off. Wow. Insure, insure that for me. Sure. That. <laughs> that's, and you know, as much as I love stunts, I feel like that's a stunt that I don't want to do. Like, let Tom do that. Tom wants to do that. Don't. That is a, that is a scary stunt. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't feel like I don't have a fear of heights. Like a traditional, right. like like I'm not like like a roller coaster. I love roller coasters. Love, love, love them. And like yeah. I like uh, you know, being on top of a mountain and like looking out like off a cliff. Like all that stuff is cool to me. Hanging outside of an airplane. That just sounds. That's not a fear of heights. That's like, that's just normal. Like normal, your brain is, is working properly if that scares fear you. Fear of insanity. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I prefer to avoid insanity. No, no, no. I mean, it look, he makes it look cool. I will say that. But hey, let's, but bottom line is you, me, we're both dauntless and we both would jump off the train given the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like, come <laughs> on, come on. Actions. All right, man. Also, Okay, we um, let's uh let's go away from Christmas for a minute. I mean, let's not go away from Christmas. As you can see, I got a Christmas tree behind me. You have a Christmas tree behind you, Doug. Yeah, yeah I ran I ran out of other places <laughs> to put it. But you've got some new projects coming up. Um, yeah, you got one. Uh, what's uh something called Thirsty? Thirsty. And, uh, so could you just tell me like what's it about? What character are you playing? Uh, you know, like uh just kind of like uh, all all the same so, questions what's i new? asked you the last time yeah <laughs> yeah uh thirsty i'm really excited about you know and uh it's an indie uh about oakland politics so bay area film you know indie i love film uh kira sedwick's in it a bunch of people are in it and i play uh the mayor of oakland's bodyguard named beefy johnson 
So oh my God. I'm muscling this one, baby. I'm coming here to protect and serve, dog. Hell yeah. Dude. That sounds awesome, dude. Yeah, baby. So that one I'm really excited about. Um, got a bunch of people in it. Uh Sun King from Fast and the Furious. Um, oh, and Brandy from P Valley. She's amazing. Like you, I mean, I'm sure your listeners will IMDB this, but um, yeah, you'll see the cast. We're really excited about that. I, I hopefully it'll come out next year. You know how it is with indies, you never know, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, but with everything coming back, I think um, things are looking good. And then after that, we should have a TV show where I actually am playing a lawyer again. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, yeah, Jeff Daniels. And I, I saw that. Jeff, yeah. Jeff from, from Dumb and Dumber. I'm sorry, one of my childhood. Yeah, dude, dude. Like literally. Or Dumb and Dumber 2. i I didn't want to interrupt you but i just want to say one of the most formative films of my childhood dumb and dumber and i'm sorry anyway no no that's a hilarious comedy american rust (laughs) yeah no because to this day i've always loved jeff daniel's career because of the fact that he was on like hbo's newsroom as a journalist right you know yeah Look at the irony with this interview. And um, and then the comedy like Dumb and Dumber. I've, I've always loved his career just to be able to do those two contrasting, you know, genres. And also, characters. we would be remiss uh, having said, you know, uh, in this next film or in Thirsty, you know, you're going to be playing like, you know, the law. Muscle. Uh, we can never, ever forget that Jeff Daniels played alongside Keanu Reeves in the movie Speed. One of perhaps the greatest action films of all time. He was yeah, yeah, yeah. he was Keanu Reeves' partner. Oh, that's right. He goes. You know, he's, I, the, he's the first one that says "pop shit." Uh, he goes uh, "pop quiz, hot shot." Like and yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's why the villain later on starts saying "pop quiz, hot shot" is because he overheard Jeff Daniels saying it. So uh, I've seen I've seen Speed too many times. Yeah, <laughs> I'm literally imagining the bus with Keanu on the bus and Sandra Bullock. Uh, that's awesome. Good good memory. So yeah, um, American Rust. Uh, it was originally a Showtime series, and now it's going to be Amazon Freebie. And um, I got a really good, solid scene that I'm excited about, and that's all I can really say about it. But uh, it'll be with Maura Tierney, and you know, who's also one of the stars on the show, who's been on a million things like The Affair and ER, and yeah, that's fantastic. So, so we've got a lot to look forward to. Uh, Will Blaygrove style. First of all, today I'm looking forward to watching a Christmas, a Christmas classic. Uh, yeah. I'm going to be uh, harshly judging your St. Vincent accent. Because <laughs> you know so much about St. Vincent culture. I, I wish I did. I wish Everybody I'd been to St. Everybody knows Vincent. that you are like, what? You know, I've been everywhere, just about everywhere in in America, but I've just never really been anywhere like out. So, you know, it's, it's oh, you gotta go to the Caribbean, don't you? Like sitting on a beach, fucking you know? air like that. But you know, man, it's just tough. Man, it's tough yeah, to get out. No, it's, tough, yeah. it's tough to get. I don't even have a passport, man. Like, oh you know, man, sure. well, you I'll have an eight, eight month old, so <laughs> that won't be yeah. coming anytime soon. <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> but you know, I but I want him to see the world. So you know what? I'm I'm gonna get a passport. I'll get him a passport, That's and great. we'll and we'll go to Saint Vincent, and it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I'll be like, "Hey, hey guys, uh, 
Do you know Will Blagrove? Because uh, <laughs> we, we actually have a bourbon, bourbon company together. <laughs> Who the heck is that? But uh, it's so cool because they have the Nine Mornings Festival in St. Vincent Culture. And it's a big Christmas tradition. And you'll see all about how that goes down in the movie. Hell yeah. I'm very excited about that. And then also we're looking forward to uh, Thirsty. But we don't know when that's coming out. It's indie film. Are you guys going to do like the indie circuit hit up like uh, all the independent film festivals or how is that? I'm sure they will. They'll probably try to get a theatrical release having Kira Sedwick in it. Um, But uh, yeah, you know, I I try to ask the listeners, please support when you see, you know, previews or any promotions for that, because I always love supporting indie films. I started in indie films. And um, yeah, you know, because I'm one of those actors, man. I I just love to act. It doesn't matter. People have asked me, like, I worked in a movie called How Do You Know? It was my first major motion picture. I literally did an indie and a major motion picture at the same time. Indie was Cost of a Soul, me and another guy, unknown actors. And the the blockbuster was the last movie Jack Nicholson ever did. It was uh, How Do You Know? with Paul Rudd, Owen Wilson, Reese Witherspoon, and Jack. That sounds fun. uh, Yeah, it was a really great experience. And somebody was like, what is the difference between working on the indie, you know, I don't know, a couple, 20 grand and versus a hundred million. And I went, nothing. The money was the only thing that was different for them. That doesn't, I still approach the work the same way, you know? Yeah. It doesn't matter how big or small it is. I'm just grateful that I got a chance to get the job, man. You know, like, Just that, like, yeah. I've been grinding for 20-something years, like, never give up, you know? Like, the bit, how big or small, it doesn't really matter just to be able to continue to do it. You're in, you're inspiring me. Like, literally, I'm, I'm, I am I want to jump out of my seat and do something and get something done. Yeah. I, and I hope people that, uh, that are listening are feeling the same way. Oh, also, uh, something I've kind of learned more recently, just having spoken to, like, you know, after starting this podcast and I've spoken to a lot of uh, independent filmmakers, uh, things you can do man, to help. Also, if it ends up on a streaming service, do something like leave a comment or mm-hmm. uh, hit the thumbs up thing, like all that stuff. It it really helps the film get more uh, visibility. So that's something like that I learned recently that I thought I should yes. share. And hoping that people will click and comment on my my views or my own, your podcast. Oh, you know, I never do this. I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to do this every time. I've never, I never do it. Hey guys, if you're enjoying the podcast uh, on your podcast app, if you could just go ahead and hit the five star rating or leave a nice review, here's a suggestion. Say, I enjoyed this podcast. That would really, you know, it would really help me out a lot. Uh, So thanks for doing that. Also American Rust. Do we know when that's coming out or do we not have an idea yet? Uh, There's talk of possibly March. Uh, So I don't, we don't have an exact date yet, but um, hopefully by March, the springtime. All right. I got to tell you something, Will. We are getting dangerously close to the lightning round. Uh, round. That's how the the lightning round works. I ask you a series of questions super fast. You don't got time to think. This is gut reactions. This is not cerebral. This is all from the heart. And I thought the best way to uh, do this would be to head out on the way we came in, which is talking about the boroughs of New York and once again, potentially uh, angering up to or less than 8 million people. I don't know. You know, like it depends on maybe some people will like your answer or maybe they won't. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you a character from the McDonald's uh, playground uh like mascots <laughs> and you tell me which borough of new york they're from 
Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Uh all right. Uh let's go ahead and just start with like the one everybody everybody knows this guy. Grimace. Grimace. Yo, I don't know where Grimace is from. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm gonna say Brooklyn just by default. All right, Grimace is from Brooklyn. Okay. <laughs> Brooklyn Grimace. <laughs> all right. All Let's right. Go. Uh the hamburglar. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's a queen? loaded question. Okay. Okay. I think the hamburglar is cool, man. Wait, we don't know the answer to these questions. <laughs> no, do... dude, only you know the answer to these questions. Only Will knows the answer. This is a this is a Will centric Where there's oh. a will, there is a way. I have only visited New York and I like I've I think the parts I've been I've been to Greenwich yeah, Village. But gotcha. Greenwich Village, I've been to Harlem, I've been to Manhattan, and I don't think I ever, I don't think I've even been to Queens. Oh yeah, well yeah, yeah, it's funny. Most people, you you go to Queens for literally everything, but like people go to Astoria for some Greek food. You can get some good Jamaican food in Jamaica Queens, but most of the Jamaican spots here in Brooklyn. And uh, yeah, most people go to Manhattan and uh, in Brooklyn these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, uh, well, I had a bunch, a bunch of my friends like. I think live up in Brooklyn. I don't know, man. I don't. New York's a big ass place, dude. It's, it's hard to, a big it's hard to place. say. That's yeah. what I mean. It's like Brooklyn or not Brooklyn. I mean, New York is like something like fifteen Nashvilles or, or more, maybe even more yeah. than that. So it's kind of right. crazy. Like you know, like if like the city I live in, where I'm like, this is a pretty big ass, you know, big ish city. And I'm like, what if this was fifteen times bigger and yeah. all and and like you know the most famous city in the world. So, yeah. oh, hey, except the... you probably flew into JFK Airport <laughs> or LaGuardia, <laughs> which is in Queens. Hey, where does uh, where does Mayor McCheese live, or where's he from? Oh, oh Mayor <laughs> McCheese. Oh, okay. So now, okay, now I'm back on track. Well, mayor McCheese is definitely from Manhattan. It's, the, it's that's why he's the mayor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And he gets that uh, cheese. Uh, he gets that cheese. Okay. How about this one, Ronald McDonald? Wow, I'm gonna have to go with Staten Island on that. I'm gonna, so, yeah, we're, yeah. We're just you, gonna have to be like Ronald McDonald was in the in a borough where you're not quite. Oh, yeah, Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one, and this one, I think people forget this character, but I had to bring her up because she's like the only female character, and uh -huh. uh, it's Birdie the early bird. She was originally invented to sell McDonald's breakfast. She's like a yellow bird. Oh, so I want to go for the flashy <laughs> yellow being Harlem world because we all know most Harlemites always had a little flavor, a little sadness. <laughs> so she's definitely from Harlem. What okay. 25th Street specifically? Birdie the early bird is from Harlem, guys. You heard it here first. Uh, Will, man, I got one last question for you. Really, is the, uh, it's the most important question of the day, though, and that is where can people find you, follow you? Uh, all all the projects you got coming up and like just anything else you'd like to share. Uh yeah, check me out on Instagram at Will Blagrove. Uh that is B-L-A-G-R-O-V-E. Will with two L's. Um yeah, Instagram is a great way to connect with me, follow and see what's going on, what's up next. Hell yeah. Um and yeah, I just want to tell everybody just never give up at whatever it is that you want to do. You know, I think they, they got a feel for the vibe in this interview. And I just always love imparting that on people because I know for me as a young kid, 
not sure if I could do it with acting. And now almost 25 years later, making a living from it. I'm yeah. so glad I never gave up. Yeah. And yo, guys, if you want to watch a fun Christmas movie, Christmas classic, it's out right now. You don't have to do shit. You can go watch it on TV right now. You don't, have, don't even have to leave the house. Also, I I mean, I don't want to, I know that I asked you to do all this, but I, I'm, I'm your hype man right now on, on this, uh, on this uh, Blade Grove bourbon. Guys, do not give up on Blade Grove bourbon. I believe in it. I believe that someday I might be the marketing, uh, like chief of marketing for this for this company. Chief of marketing. Wow, you going <laughs> big with? Well, I mean, I was the you're one that the, came up. I, came... I don't need to work on it. Like, <laughs> I hope I'm the chief of. <laughs> I just well, I I want to point out a couple of things. I I came up with the idea of stealing the uh, Dr Pepper commercial with Dr Dre, oh, right. yeah, and yeah, I yeah, also yeah. came up with the uh, double B. Uh, like overlapping font. So, yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. that alone, you got, you got us into a lawsuit and made us money from the font. <laughs> I think we're even, I think we're actually like, that's where we started. Uh, okay. Well actually maybe just don't send me a cease and desist and we'll be good. <laughs> uh, will it has been exactly absolute... your bourbon. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast, man. And I hope you have a great weekend and a great Christmas and holidays and all that stuff. You too, man. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and have fun with your son meeting Santa Claus. I know. I'm about to go do that right now. All right, man. I'll talk to you. Later, brother.